My name is Martin Abonge and I believe in freedom. I believe in creating a lifestyle where you actually have a choice. My goal here is to help you escape the life of sacrifice you've been conditioned to live. How do I do it? Simply by sharing my own journey to complete freedom. My expectations, my hurdles, my failures, my successes, and everything I learned along the way. How are we going to proceed here? We're going to do it by asking the right questions. The questions that make you think. Because these questions will allow you to do something. Change your mindset, to change your reality, and build the perfect life for you. And when I mean perfect life for you, it's for you. Not for your mom, not for your dad, not for your best friend. The perfect life for you. So in this podcast, we think differently. We expand your horizon and we work together to create your happiness. So welcome to the Freedom by Choice podcast with your host, Martin Bonge. Hey guys, how's it going today? Welcome to a new episode of your favorite podcast. This is episode 424 and this is your host, Martin. All right, guys, so uh, it's the weekend. It is Saturday. I had no idea. I thought it was, uh, (laughs) I don't know, Sunday. I just thought it was a a different day. Uh, Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great weekend and... um, you know, take some time to spend with your family or maybe you're confined with the family too much and you need out. So I don't know, whatever the case, I hope you are fine. Okay. So um, for today, I um, wanted to talk to you about a, uh, a subject that's actually quite, um, you know, dear and important uh, for me and, uh, and maybe for, I mean, surety for you guys as well. Okay. So it's about the, the, the company, okay? Starting a company and stuff. Um, because some of you guys are like, oh man, I wish I, I had a company. And then if I had a company, I will grow the company to this and then I'll sell the company and all that kind of stuff. This is usually uh, what people see in the news. Start a company, you build it, uh, you make it as big as possible, then you sell it and then you cash out and then you make so much money you go buy a private island and then uh, that's it, okay? So, you know, many of you guys want to do that and many of you guys um, maybe think that this is the, the, how things should be, okay? So, um, first of all, before the, like studying the company, so before we talk about, you know, how you start a company, how you structure the company, uh, it is very important to remember something. I think I already told you that in a ooh, long time ago, maybe in the first, I don't know when, gee, I mean, it's 400 something episodes, I don't remember. Uh, but um, there are different types of people, okay? So we were talking about a buddy of mine who's uh, is very smart, he's a really smart guy. Um, and uh, very successful at what he does. He's very good. He's working with like electric, electronic components that you have in your phone. So everything that you have in your iPhones and all that kind of stuff, his company is actually uh, making the most of the parts, okay? And he's very good at what he does. He has like a PhD and stuff. It's crazy, right? But we were talking about, so I was with a buddy of mine, we were talking about him, and, um, and my buddy was asking, oh, why did he never start a company? And, um, well, I told you, I told him, look, you know what? Um, I don't see him as, you know, from what I know as like, kind of like the CEO of a company to have, you know, having to, 
uh, you know, deal with all the accounting and the, the HR and all the minutiae uh, that go along with it. I think he's a really, really good performer, meaning that you give him something that already exists, he's going to make it better, right? But I don't see him in the role of, you know, having to kind of like manage teams and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, build a, com a company from the ground up and stuff, right? So maybe I'm wrong, but um, so, and, and so it's just a reminder of something that I told you before, because a lot of people um, feel that they suck or something like that because they see people building companies and they haven't built a company themselves and they think that, oh man, I'm a failure, okay? Now, if that's the case, let me reassure you, okay? There are different types of people there, uh, you know, in, the, uh, in, in business, right? Mainly, you'll have creators and then you'll have performers, okay? So the people who actually, you know, create some new product and start a new business, a new company and all that kind of stuff, these are the creators, okay? So the creators um, are the ones, they like to go create stuff and then they don't want to be the ones actually uh, managing it on the day-to-day -day basis, right? They create stuff, then they want to move to something else that they want to create and then they might move to something else and stuff. So generally speaking, Generally speaking, of course, I mean, there are some exceptions. People who are creators are very, very, very often very bad manage, uh, uh, performers because performance needs that, uh, implies that you need to do the nitty-gritty and you need to you know, be at it every single day and all that kind of stuff. Whereas a creator, they just want to move to the next idea or at least to the next development of that idea and all that kind of stuff. You know, the strategy thingy and uh, the, 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 the creation process, you know, the creative process, right? So every uh, creator will need a performer. I, I don't think that there are like good examples of companies where it was only a creator and, uh, or, and that person was able to make it on their own, right? Because they're terrible uh, uh, performers. So for every creator, you will need a performer. It doesn't go one without the other, okay? So you need a performer. So if you take the example of, um, uh, of like Microsoft, for example, you had like Bill Gates who was creating stuff, but Steve Ballmer, who's the CEO right now, the guy was a performer, right? It, took, it takes the companies, already exists, and then he jumps uh, up and down and get people fired up and all that kind of stuff and gets, uh, you know, some, um, you know, some momentum and stuff, okay? And Bill Gates, he can't do that, right? It's not in his personality. He doesn't have the profile. He's a creator, okay? Um, so... If you're not a creator, don't feel bad because, you know, to be honest, the, the, the two roles are of equal importance, okay? So it, it must uh, mean that you are a performer. So you take something that someone else created and then you can make it better because you do have the work ethic, the consistency, and you have the, the, like the, the skills uh, that it takes to go at it in the, like in the long run and stuff, okay? So that's the first thing I wanted to say because people just assume that you need to be this genius who will create a product that you know, uh, you know that has never been seen before and, uh, and you just need to be like you know, that maniac, the genius and all that kind of stuff. No, you don't, okay? So if that was your case and you felt bad because you didn't create a company, you didn't create a product from scratch and all that kind of stuff, don't worry too much about it. It must be that you're a performer. So the first thing you have to do is to define what your profile is. Okay, it's, it's that simple.
Now, so this is uh, information that I had already given you in, uh, in the previous podcast, but it's always good for people to get a reminder because, you know, it's, it's uh, easy to let your emotions, um, you know, take over, right? Um, recently, my, uh, my girlfriend was talking to uh, some of her friends who said kind of like heart, like heartful, heartful, yeah, things about, oh, yeah, but blah, 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 you know, so, and she was upset. So she told me, oh, man, I'm, I'm upset. They said this and they said that. And I said, look, um, you know, as much as I can repeat stuff every day and we can, we can uh, you know, talk about it every day and all that kind of stuff, you know, sometimes your emotions will get the best of you. And I said, look, I mean, all these people who are telling you how, how, what you should do and blah, 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 they've never started anything. They've never started the business. They don't have anything. They never had any success managing a business or whatever. And they're telling you, oh, you're not managing your business well. Well, I'm sorry, you, 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 either, uh, you neither because you've never done it, okay? So, um, you know, when you hear that, I know it hurts when people attack as something you're passionate about, something where you pull all your energy, your heart and soul. But, you know, just, uh, you know, try to rationalize and say, okay, so where is that information coming from? You know, all the backseat drivers, who tell you, oh, no, you should do this and you should use the clutch like this. They don't have the driver's license. They don't know how to drive, right? So anyway, uh, I don't know why I was saying that. Yeah, you know, just to say that your emotions can take the, the, the best of you. So it's best, it's good sometimes to get a reminder, okay? So, you know, don't worry if you're not a creator. Uh, it must be that you're a performer, all right? And it's equally as, is, you know, as important. Gee, my English is, is horrible today. Uh, anyway, so now... Uh, when it comes to the actual company, okay? So the, the, um, the vision that we have for uh, like companies is what we see on TV, right? You see these huge companies, the Apples, the Amazons, and all that kind of stuff. They get public, they make, they, they well, they earn uh, a lot of money and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and so people assume that this is the way to go. That's the only way to go. And this is what you should do with a business. Okay. But, you know, I, I recorded a podcast uh, about the, the truth about um, raising money. Right. So, uh, you know, if you remember that episode, if, if you've been following me, um, here's, here's my take. Right. So my take is, and I'm listening to a very interesting book about, you know, on, on you know, similar subjects, is that you don't necessarily have to take that company all the way to the moon and have millions of employees and make 200, uh, 200 million a year in sales. You don't, all right? You really don't. One thing that I, that I learned actually and that I didn't realize before was, uh, so it was by watching Shark Tank. So if you know Shark Tank, it's the, the show where uh, people have like, they have a, an existing business and um, they want to raise capital to kind of like scale the business and stuff. And they go see these very successful people at like the Mark Cubans and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and um, uh, the, the show is very interesting because um, it shows you, um, one thing that it shows you is the logic for an investor and the logic for a business owner, okay? And it's not the same thing, all right? So um, very, uh, you know, often you have a, uh, Mark Cuban, who will tell someone, will say, look, you know what? This business is ideal for you as the business owner, 
right? It will provide for your family. It's a business you can be proud of and all that kind of stuff. It generates enough money to sustain you and all that kind of stuff. But from an investor point, a standpoint, it's not good for me as an investor. Even if the business is actually making money, um, it's not going to give him the return that he wants as an investor, right? Because these, the objectives are different, okay? So, um, you know, that opened my eyes to, all right, so there is some of these businesses there where people, they're actually making a lot of money. They can live comfortably and stuff, and they're trying to, like, bring the company up to, um, you know, to the next level and stuff, and it will only bring more complications, and it's not necessarily going to bring more, uh, you know, like, make their life easier. It's going to make their life worse. You have to, you know, open new offices, get new people, hire new people, more expenses, more this, more that, right? So my take is, you know, there are businesses and for example, a lifestyle business. So my business, for example, I'm going to give you the example of my business because that's what I know the best is I have absolutely no intention and no incentive or no ambition to grow my business um, bigger than a something that's manageable, manageable like a family, okay? Because my aim is to keep a lifestyle business. It gives me way more than much uh, money to live. You know, I'm a very simple guy, so it covers all my needs. I'm very proud of what I do. I have a really good team and we have a really good, um, you know, um, uh, atmosphere in the team. It stays manageable and, uh, and it protects my lifestyle, you know? Um, and it, it means that, well, yes, I could go out and try to scale this and now I have like 500 offices and all that kind of stuff. Do you imagine the mess that it will be? Uh, for me, it will be a mess because my lifestyle, that it stops there. Because, you know, the more people you have, the more people are, uh, are have a, um, like the opportunity to come to you, ask for this, and then you have to uh, you know, be in, in so many like meetings and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, which I don't want to do, right? So um, I, I realized then by watching this and well, uh, I realized by watching Shark Tank, the, the big difference between what an investor is looking at and what the, the, the business owner is looking at and it doesn't necessarily match. But from my, my own standpoint, I know uh, a few things about why I want to keep my business small. And you don't necessarily have to take your business public and all that kind of stuff, okay? So, um, first thing is independence, okay? If you want your business to grow and scale that business to the moon, then you'll have to get other people in, okay? And usually what do people do? They go to Shark Tank, they raise some money and all that kind of stuff, but what does that mean? They will relinquish some equity, which is your control over the company, and the next thing you know, you have people uh, who have a different agenda than yours, who are now making decisions in the company as well. So if you, if you want to make a decision, you have to go through these people. So you're not independent anymore. And, uh, and you basically have to invite people who don't necessarily have the same uh, kind of like philosophy and uh, like uh, attachment and values uh, than you do. Because before, I didn't know, I didn't know how important it was, right? Um, to have the same, to be on the same page regarding the value where you want a company to go, right? I, I honestly didn't know how important it was and people underestimate this, right? But you have a business, you started it for a reason 
and then you bring someone who's like a complete stranger that has money, right? Because you need their money. And then they come in and they are on the complete other end of the spectrum. They're like, oh no, who cares about customer service? We need more sales. So, uh, you know, if they're not willing to pay this, then, yeah, then boot them, right? Or like hung up the phone and stuff. Uh, and uh, you, for example, if you built all your company on customer service, even if it takes half an hour to talk to someone and blah, 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 you would do it, all right? So you don't know who's going to enter that company, right? Uh, you, you know who, people who have money, but you have no control over, oh man, do they have the same values? And it's so important. It is really important. I, I realized that when uh, you know, we had some, some uh, different views on something that, um, that we should have done in the, the company that I started recently with a bunch of friends. And I saw how uh, not, have, not being on the same page, not having the same kind of like core values and philosophies, how it can break the whole thing. Right, honestly, the last place I wanted to be was there, trust me, just because of this, you know? And I was like, oh, F that, you know what I mean? So, uh, so you relinquish that independence to someone that you don't necessarily know, and chances are that this person's not on the same page as you, doesn't have the same value and stuff. But also, one other thing that will happen, and I was, uh, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine, a former colleague, and uh, we were laughing, right? And uh, he told me uh, about, so he was working for a really big company that you know, uh, you know, Salesforce, right? They were huge. Was working there and, um, and yeah, he left the company and stuff. And he told me that, oh man, it became like, you know, the politics and the scheming and all that kind of stuff was just too much, all right? And this is something that you will have to deal with if you go with a big company, man. And trust me, the politics and the scheming can get ugly, right? It is ugly. If it's you, then ah, yeah, you can do it, but uh, it's really not me. I don't like scheming and all that kind of stuff and all this, the, the politics. These are things that were driving me nuts. It was driving me insane. And I told you about uh, one of my former bosses who was, that's what he was doing every single day. He was in a political campaign. Everything he did was political. You could see how fake it was and uh, you know what the, 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 the hidden agenda was. And uh, what sucks is that with, this, with the politics, I mean, you know, regardless if you like it or if you don't like it, right? And that's what I was telling with my, uh, my, my, my buddy there, is you still have to respect the game, man, because with, with his scheming and politics and stuff, he was able to climb the corporate ladder like you've never seen. So everybody hated the guy in the company because he was able to get to where he wanted by kind of like scheming and stuff and doing politics, right? And this, these are things that you will have to deal with where you realize that some people will get to positions where, um, you know, from a certain standpoint, if you look at some, some attributes or some skills that they needed to have, they have nothing to do there, you know? Uh, they just, uh, they're just like imposters that got put there. But again, if you look at it from the other perspective, well, they, they did have the scheming and the politics skills that got them there, you know? So uh, it's, it's always a frame of reference where you're looking at it from. But very often you have, uh, you know, you have people who are, you're there, you're like, dude, how did he end up there? Or she, how did she end up there? She's not qualified for the job. How did that work? All right? So all the politics and, and stuff, it's, it is draining, man. I've been in, in big companies, um, like really big companies with like thousands of employees and stuff. 
And uh, yeah, that, that politic, the, the, the politics and stuff, it, it really just wasn't me, okay? So if you like that kind of stuff, then uh, yeah, you know, um, you know that's, these are the things that will happen if you start like building this giant, you know, um, that, um, uh, that has like many like uh, arms and stuff, like an octopus and stuff, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, it can, it can be ugly, right? The other thing is, dude, the bureaucracy, man, Jesus Christ. I mean, the bigger the company, the bigger the offices, the different taxations, the different, you know, there's so many departments and then there's so many employees and all that kind of stuff. Dude, the, the bureaucracy that will go with it. I mean, that corporate bureaucracy is just like, you know, pronouncing the word. I'm tired, man. Jesus. Right. So these are some things that you need to, uh, to consider. People don't tell you, you know all these things you see the examples on tv you're like oh man i want to do this but oh man it's a nightmare oh there's vat here and then there's this and then you have the the, the profits and the blah 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 and all that kind of stuff you know it's oh really really uh, it's it will be a hassle so again uh, you, you know me you know my stance on that i like to keep my company very i mean it's like a small family it's easy to manage it makes enough money for uh, to sustain my, myself, have a good life, have good lifestyle, because that's what my business is about. It's about my lifestyle. I really don't want to, you know, make it grow bigger and all that kind of stuff. All right. Now, uh, one other thing is uh, when people are thinking about uh, growing the business, and that's something that um, I want to touch base on. I, th I, th I wanted to tell to tell you something about it later, but it, it's this. So uh, I told you, you see these big companies. Uh, oh man, they're making $200 million a year and, and, and stuff in sales and, and everything. And um, these numbers, be careful about these numbers, okay? $200 million in sales. They're, peop they're companies, they're making $200 million in sales, but they're making zero profit. They're losing money, okay? So the only thing you hear about is, is the actual sales. But how much money are they actually pocketing? So here's the thing. You can have a smaller business, right? Well, that's a, a human-sized business where you have time to do what you want. You don't have the bureaucracy. You know, and make more money yourself as the business owner than if you had this big giant that makes a billion dollars a year but makes zero profits. Okay, because you have, again, you have so many expenses, so many this, advertising, branding, and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the, some, the, some of these companies are actually losing money, right? If you look at Amazon, right? Amazon, uh, let, me, let me just look at this right now on the internet, right? So, uh, what year Amazon became, uh, became profitable? All right. All right, here's the thing. 2001, all right, uh, it turns its profit in the fourth quarter of 2001, and the, the, the profit was like zero, all right? Uh, yeah, so for example, here it took Amazon, you know, I, I don't know where the, um, so it's, it's from a website, so I need to verify that information, but it, it will be around that, okay? It took 14 years. 14 years for Amazon to be able to record net profit, all right? 14 years to get net profit on a quarter. 14, do you imagine this? All right, so 
it, uh, because you know you see the numbers they tell you oh man amazon is worth three billion dollars or a trillion dollars or something like that and you're like oh man it's uh, uh the the guy is the richest guy on the planet yes yeah, the richest guy on the planet uh you know kind of like on paper and stuff but the company took 14 years to make any profits okay so don't get fooled by the media the hype and stuff like this go for profit Profit is a hundred times better than sales. There are people who base their whole um, kind of like ambition and career on the sales, right? Oh, I want to have, a, so I heard an example of, about this guy who wanted to have a hundred million dollars in sales uh, per year, all right? And the guy, just, just to have this, this um, to reach that goal, he started making silly acquisitions, buying this, buying that, and blah, blah, blah. Just to have on the, uh, on the paper somewhere, we sold $100 million uh, worth of stuff. But with this, he, he ended up in debt of, uh, how much was it? Like $50 million or something? I mean, something ridiculous, right? Sales don't mean anything, all right? Don't be fooled by these numbers. Don't go for the sales thinking that, well, I need to scale the business so we make more sales. Go for the profit. Okay, profit. And again, I'm, I'm looking at here, I'm, you know, so I, I cannot spend too much time actually looking at it because I'm doing the podcast now. But, you know, for Amazon, as I was saying, just do imagine 14 years without actually making any money, right? So obviously, I mean, the money was reinvested and, and all that kind of stuff, but still, 14 years, that's a lot of, that's a lot of time, okay? So, um, you know, if you keep your company smaller, and, uh, and manageable and, and all that kind of stuff, it is easier um, for you to kind of like achieve profits. I'm saying this, I don't know, it's not like I, I, I built a, a 20,000 uh, know, employee company or something. Some people might actually be able to you know, like scale really fast and make profits, but generally speaking, it's a lot easier to do it on a, a smaller company. You don't need to go big and, and uh, you know, clutter your brain with all of that hassle and stuff and, and risk making poor decisions because you're chasing sales, okay? So this is very, like, it's really important, right? Because the only, uh, the only examples that we get on television, you know, people tell you, oh man, uh, they're selling that much. Yeah, they're selling that much. How much are they keeping at the end of the, at the, end of the year after taxes and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, then the, uh, the other thing is, Sorry, I'm drinking a sip. Um, the values, right? I already talked about the values of your company, okay? But this is so important. Uh, the, the, um, the company, what's the, what's the term? Company, uh, yeah, the company value, company philosophy, I don't know. It is huge. Uh, people really underestimate, it's huge. I remember, um, so, if you've been in like startups and, and, and all that kind of stuff, then, um, then you might know what I'm talking about, right? So you're in the startup, right? And in that startup, everybody's super motivated. Everybody's really tight. Uh, you know, people take care of one another. The, you know, management is present and, and, and encouraging and people go the extra mile for the company and all that kind of stuff. So the, the, the company is doing well and then the, 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 the small startup gets acquired by this big group. And then next thing you know, you will realize that the people who were there in the beginning, they gradually start leaving the company, okay? Why is it? It's because the, the, the company culture and everything that they absolutely loved in that company before, 
they've just gone out the window because it becomes a huge corporate where uh, you kind of like, you feel like you, you've become some sort of a number uh, instead of like a, a person. And, uh, you know, there's more politics, more minutiae, more and all that kind of stuff. The, the, the values of your company is, I mean, is so, so important. I mean, I remember, look, I was, uh, when I was managing my, uh, my team, I wanted to have a, a team culture that was, it was a family, right? We were, we were a family, honestly. We had, you know, we had a lot of fun together. Uh, I made sure that every, I, w- I will do everything in my power to make their life easier and make sure that all their work was being rewarded and recognized. And I was making sure that they helped each other out, right? I didn't want clans in the, in the team, like, oh, there's a team of this, you don't talk to these and the, to these other guys and stuff. They were all helping one another. And my job was to make sure they were as happy as possible coming to work every day. And this is what I strived um, to do every single day. I fought for them, uh, you know, so very often there is some information that, uh, you know, management has and they're like, oh, don't tell the employees because, and I'm like, dude, like, I mean, it's, it's their life. They're giving you eight, eight hours a day, every day. Uh, there's some things that they, they kind of need to know. They don't need to know the details and stuff. But I, I try to include them in, in some of the, deci- the decisions that were made that will impact them, you know. And we had such a good team. It was, oh, it was really cool. A lot of fun. And, uh, and then when I left the, the company, when, uh, so my boss discovered that, uh, well, I, I was working on, on my own business and stuff, so I was fired from the company, so I, I left uh, you know, abruptly. Then someone else took over, and, um, and they told me, look, the, I was so happy to come to work before, now uh, I'm not happy. And people started uh, starting quitting. You know, uh, because the, the whole atmosphere in the company had changed and stuff. And uh, you, you don't realize this, but, you know, for people, this is where they spend the, you know, the, the, the majority of their time every day. So if they're in an environment that sucks, well, they're not going to stay there. OK, so the bigger you grow, the more um, chances you have, like external influences of someone who's now your boss or something. Um, who will change the, 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 the culture of your company and then, well, everything goes out the window and then you lose uh, those people who help you get there, the people who have the knowledge, the people who have the experience, who, have, who embody the, the, like the, all the, the, the history and everything your company stands for and then, uh, yeah, then you're kind of screwed, you know what I mean? So um, it, is, it is very important. So me, that, again, I'm, I'll repeat myself, that's the reason why I have no intention of going big, you know, no intention. I'm trying to figure out a way to um, kind of like scale the, 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 the company by diversifying stuff um, so that I keep the same staff and, uh, and I make it as easy as possible for them to be able to carry on these tasks, right? Um, but I don't need to, to hire like more people and stuff. I really don't need to, okay? Um, and the, the other thing, I, um, I want to talk about is also the execution, right? Sorry, sip, sip of water. Uh, the execution, it, it is very frustrating. So me, I've been in, um, I started in a small, a very small company, a startup, okay? Um, that then got acquired by a large group. Then that large group got acquired by the competitor. And then I moved to another company afterwards that was like a big group already. Like, and so I've, I've seen 
different environments, right? And one thing that I love about um, like the small, medium company, like small companies, you know, you keep it small and stuff, is the, the quickness, how quickly things happen, all right? Dude, we, we need this to happen. You go, bum, 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 you knock, CEO is there. Yeah, we need this because blah, blah, blah. Let's do it. Bam. It's done. Okay? And there is a lot of feedback. So depending on the company, right? But you have a lot more feedback. The, the information will get to the, the top management very fast. All right, okay, so this is happening in the market. Our clients are having this problem. Um, yeah, um, here's the information. They formulate some, um, some strategy. And then, boom, it's implemented, you know? So it's like a cheetah, right? It's like... Whew, changing direction, you know, the cheetahs with their, with their tails and stuff, you know, they can change directions very quickly. Whereas when you start having this big corporation, it becomes a mammoth, right? I mean, this thing, when it starts, when it's running, you know, it's powerful, it's very hard to stop. But dude, how, how much time does it take for a mammoth to start running? Jesus Christ, if you compare it to a cheetah, it is insane. So if you were used to uh, like quick decisions being made and stuff. And then you end up in a situation where, you know, again, as I said before, because of the, the corporate bureaucracy, the politics and, uh, and all the, like the complexity and stuff, then one decision has to go through the, the, the approval of this guy, the lateral uh, manager who sends it to the bilateral uh, director and then the diagonal guy, and he will send it to the accountant, will send it, I, I mean, next thing you know, it takes six months for anything to, to get done, right? Sometimes I deal with, with uh, companies and I'm like, dude, like, I sent you that a month ago. I mean, where is it? Oh yeah, we still need this guy to sign it because, and I'm like, oh man, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you had this experience. You have something, you know, especially with like, I don't know, your bank or something like this, you know? You need something done quickly because you have needs and it takes for freaking ever. You're like, well, what's the holdup? Oh yeah, well, uh, the commission has to, oh Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, so there are examples of like big companies who, uh, who will actually make it, you know, and, uh, and uh, some people like these big companies and stuff. But my message here is don't think that going big and huge and, and all that kind of stuff is the only way to go. It's not. It's really not. Okay, because there might be some like huge disadvantages that you haven't thought of. You just think because you've seen people, they're like, oh, yeah, we went public. And then, uh, and then we make, we make X per, per year, we sell X per year. You think that, oh, that's the way to go. They make so much money and stuff. Again, some of them don't make any money and then their life becomes a nightmare. Cause like, like you know, and uh, as I was saying, one decision can take two years, you know, uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. So me personally, I like to keep my business small and, um, you know, as much as you can, I will encourage you as much as you can, as long as you can, try to keep it small in the sense that, uh, well, if you don't keep it small, at least keep the equity for yourself, okay? Don't get, uh, you know, some like investors and all that kind of stuff if you can avoid it, all right? Because again, as I said, you bring someone in the company who has a different agenda from you. They're like, dude, I gave you money. I need my money now. You know, and now you're working for them and you have to do things that you wouldn't do just to make sure that they get their, their return on investment, right? And, uh, and you lost control of the company, okay? 
So yeah, that's pretty much it guys. Um, I wish you guys a very good day. I'm going to take a sip of water. I don't know what's happening with me today, but I need to drink. All right. So I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. All right, guys, you just heard a brand new episode of the Freedom by Choice podcast with myself, Martin Ebonge. So I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If yes, can I please ask you a small favor? All right, so here's the thing. The biggest thing that helps my podcast grow and bring more value to other people is if you guys leave a review, if you rate the podcast, and if you subscribe to the podcast. Why? Because this tells the platform that I'm actually bringing a lot of value to you and that you like my stuff. The more people like my stuff and the more they will show you to other people. And this way, we can make sure that we can impact a lot of people with this podcast and this community, all right? So what I want to ask is, can you please take three seconds out of your busy day? Because I know everybody's busy. And if you could just like subscribe to the podcast, rate this episode and leave a review. It is three seconds for you, but for me, it will actually make my day and it can help someone else on the other side of this planet, okay? And one thing I like and one thing I want for this podcast is for it not to be a monologue. So I want to get feedback from you guys, right? So if you want to contact me, it's very easy. You can send an email to contact at martinebonga.com and in this email, you can uh, give me feedback on the episode or on the whole podcast, but you can also give me some suggestions about subjects that you want me to cover, right? If it's interesting and if a lot of people want to hear it, then I will cover it, okay? But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode and I see you in the next one, all right? Thank you very much, guys. Bye.